Hello, Mum. Hello, Stacey. How are you? Well, I, I'm all right, but I can't talk to you just at the minute. Why? I'm just getting catfisted by two Nigerians. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. It, it, it's terrible. They're all over the internet, so... OK, and what do you think catfisting is? It's when um, when the, the Nigerians come after your money. <laughs> do you mean catfished? I don't know. Is that what I mean? I think you do. Catfished? Yeah. OK. Doesn't sound as exciting. No, but it sounds a lot less painful and it sounds a lot less illegal. OK. <laughs> All right, then. So I'm uh, getting catfished, then. OK. Call me in a bit. Give me at least ten minutes. OK. All right, bye. Bye. Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Well, I'm all right. I've been uh, I've been trying something new the last couple of weeks. Oh, have you dyed your hair blue? No. I have. Oh, have you? Yeah. What for? I'm completing your bucket list for you. Thank you very much. Not a problem. I, well, I've got a purple dye. I'll get mine done again. What else you been up to? I've been doing that online dating. Oh, have you? Yeah, only on account of I need to get married before I die because it's on my bucket list. You haven't written that in your bio, have you? I'm looking to get married before I die. <laughs> well, <laughs> times are pacing on. Good sense of humour. Uh, yeah, they'll need one. And a, and, a, and a decent pension, I've put. <laughs> I've been on two dates. Oh, have you? How'd they go? Well, I am just hoping, now that the people that I've engaged with are not listening to the podcast. Did you wear your podcast T-shirt and your podcast hat with your podcast mug on the date? I, I had me podcast biro. Oh, okay. That's a little bit more discreet. The last one I had sounded hopeful. Right. That was Dave. Yes. He he didn't want nothing except come and do me housework. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but <clears throat> now I think I'd have to clean up before he came round. You don't think he wants to get his hands dirty? I don't think he wants to get his hands on my oven shelves, that's for sure. <laughs> Does he just want to wear the outfit? Yeah, that and... Other things. What other things? Oh, I can't tell you. You're my daughter. Okay, I'll cover my ears. You can tell everyone else. He wants me to padlock his pyjamas up. <laughs> and you're not willing to padlock his pyjamas? I don't. The only block I've got is one off my bike. I mean, that might be a bit heavy with that padlock dragging. And it's a bit risky if you have to take the padlock off your bike, you risk someone nicking your bike. He's risk someone nicking his pyjamas. <laughs> I wouldn't want him locked up outside Tesco for any length of time. <laughs> I'll come back and find half of him missing. Someone's stolen his front wheel. Someone's had his quick release button. <laughs> so anyway, I had a look round and I thought, you don't want to clean up enough to let him come in and do the dusting. No, it's not worth it. I'd be knackered before I'd even started to enjoy him doing the dusting. Jodie was going to make me the costume for him and everything. Did you get his measurements? Yeah, large boy. In what way? Just that's what he is. Husky boy measurements. 
So what are we going to talk about today? Well, what would you like to talk about? I can talk about dating disasters. I think we should talk about dating disasters. I mean, has, has anybody else had any? Yeah, we've had a few listeners send us their stories. Well, they might have had more luck than me. So let's get going and see where we get going to. All right, then. Let's start our dating episode of Rough Giraffe. Oh, no, it's not starting. I've been stood up. You've been stood up? Yeah. See, that's the end of that. Oh. Oh, all right. Let's do it anyway. Let's do it. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock Your Rock now I've got to tell you about Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Go on, tell us about old Patty boy. Patrick? Yeah. Seemed promising at the outset. Okay. And then I said, you look very young in that picture, Patrick, for 63. When was that picture taken? And he said, about nine years ago. Right. So I said, can you send me a new picture? So he did. To be fair, it wasn't much of an improvement, but that's beside the point. Okay. So then he sent me a picture and he's sitting on a sofa and he's got all his photographs up behind him, you know, the sort of thing. Yeah. So then he said, this is a particularly favourite photograph of mine. I'm sitting next to a picture of my mother taken shortly after she died. After she died? I said that to him. I said after question mark question mark how long after he went no it's nothing weird like that i didn't have a recent picture so and she didn't look well before she passed so i took one as soon as she'd gone because she looked better she looked better so he'd like to have a nice picture of her not looking ill i think she looked the ultimate ill (laughs) yeah no unless the picture is from when like the undertakers had done her makeup and everything no it's when she's died and she was in the bed and he'd put her on a strange lacy pillow oh that's making me cringe made me cringe but you know like it gets so weird and me being a bit of a comedian yeah it starts to get a bit funny so then he i said uh, that's not her in the box next to the picture is it <laughs> and he said no that's my precious sheila oh no sheila i'm thinking i hope it's not a collection of exes here <laughs> sheila was his dog oh okay who died 11 years ago and he's still not over it so then he said my mother was marvelous he said she was a marvelous knitter in fact she uh she made the cardigan that i'm wearing in this photograph oh no she was knitting that cardigan almost up until the day she died in fact i had to get a neighbor to finish the sleeve off so i could wear it (laughs) but you can tell the difference in the tension and the finish it's just not the same that is so odd so anyway i said to him are those buttons made of leather and he said see this you're the sort of person that notices that thing and i said to him patrick are they made from the skin of your last victim <laughs> and have you heard from patrick since then no but every night i go and check on the website uh he's checked my profile out oh no i know so then i've got ariel who ariel the little mermaid you see you say that but i guess the tempest 
Okay. So Ariel quoted me a line from a tempest and I quoted the next line to him. Oh, very uh, educated. And then he said, but I'd already had a look at the tempest to make sure I'd got the right thing so I could look clever, you see. (laughs) And so then I quoted the line as he sent me the the first line. Yeah. And then he went, you knew the next line. That's amazing. Nobody knows the next line. No one bothers. I said... Oh, uh, well, anybody could do that now. You've got Google. So he said, no, but we're talking in real time and you've just typed it. It's fabulous. Have you got any sex toys? Uh, okay. That was exactly what he said. It's marvellous. Have you got any sex toys? And I said, <laughs> nothing that would be of any use to you. You don't know what he likes. Well, I don't know what he likes, but he said... He was looking for a dominant woman. And he thinks that's you. Could I tell him what to do? (laughs) So I said, get in the kitchen and do the washing up. And he said he was thinking more of in the bedroom department. So I told (laughs) him to get up the stairs and get a bed made. And while he was at it, he could clean the toilet. And then uh, was that any good for him? How did he respond? Well, he said he apologised. He didn't realise that I wasn't into that sort of thing. Why would he have thought that you were a dominant? Because I could quote the next line of Shakespeare, obviously. Okay, so that's a little word of warning for anybody partaking in the online dating. Ignore Shakespeare. Yeah, so really, I've not had much luck. I had Nigel, who for three emails told me how to get rid of a body so no one would ever know it was me or where to find it. Uh, and why? He's doing forensics. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting, and it was interesting the first time he told me how to get rid of a body and then that's quite interesting and then the second time and then the third time when he said and no one will ever know where to look to find it yeah i'm for me this is like no one will ever find you (laughs) this is this is him threatening he says you do anything no one will ever find you i know how to make you disappear right okay so i've got a person called john who writes to me every morning who tells me how lonely and depressed he is right and i'm very sorry what's happened to his wife and the dog and his car and the boat but they're not my problem they're not no i would be depressed if all that had happened to me as well but telling somebody that you might want to start a new relationship with about your horror story life do you think you're the only one he's writing to i'm not writing to him i'm just saying okay But do you think he has a few people that he's just sending these messages to each morning? I, I'm sure that it's he's probably got the whole thing just on cut and paste. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm probably one in a hundred. And he just hopes somebody's going to bite. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. I did meet one person who was all right, but they've got like a glass eye that didn't follow the rest of them. Okay. Was it a good match colour-wise? It was all right, but I didn't know which eye I was supposed to be looking at. Oh, you didn't know which one was the fake one? Well, not to start with, but you're drawn to the other one, aren't you? You can't help but watch the one that's looking the other way, especially when they're looking at you and it's now drifted round to look at the jukebox. (laughs) Maybe that was his real eye. (laughs) Well, you see, that's what you don't know. 
So then, as you're watching it, the eye slowly swivels in his head, and you find yourself following the gaze. <laughs> and then they turn back, and the eye swivels the other way. One time, his complete pupil had disappeared. Ugh. So I was just looking at Made in China on the back of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> So it was mesmerising in all the for all the wrong reasons. It's like somebody's got a big spot on their face. You you got to keep looking at it, haven't you? Yeah. Especially if you think, oh, it's near, it's near. Any second now. Would you rather that he had worn an eye patch? Oh yes, I'd I'd love to meet a pirate. Whoa, I would. <laughs> if he'd have had an eye patch and wellies, we'd have been all right. Pirates wear wellies, do they? Well, they can't always afford the over-the-knee high leather boots made of Spanish leather. No, they they have to do a lot of smuggling for that. I like a nice smuggle on a cold night. <laughs> A donkey jacket and a pair of wellies is now the de rigueur in the slightly poorest pirate. And you're going for a poor pirate, are you? I'm not going to get a rich one, am I? Well, there's always potential. That's the thing with pirates. You never know when they might get a, a treasure chest. So really, I'm looking for a poor pirate. Have you ever been on a blind date? Yes, with a blind person. Did you know what they looked like before you met? No. And they obviously never knew what you looked like. How blind were they? Yeah, he thought I was looked like Julia Roberts, but with just a bit of a hormone deficiency. <laughs> he said to his mum, doesn't she look like Julia Roberts? Luckily, his, his mother didn't know who that was. I drank all his mum's creme de month and then put toothpaste in the bottle and with water and shook it up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's not blind. She's not blind, but she was old, so that didn't matter. But in the end, we had an argument in British home stores. Yeah. And I walked off and went home. And then I realised when I got home, well, when I was halfway home, that I got his stick in me bag. You know, his white stick. Yeah. And really what I should have done is gone back and give it to him. But? I just went home, didn't I? Well, you don't want to have to pay the bus fare to get back again. I went round his house and gave the stick to his mother and then she said where's John and I said I think he's in British home stores <laughs> <laughs> he still hadn't arrived home no, no they brought him back in a taxi have you got any stories that you found online about blind dates funnily enough I do are they like little short stories? Yeah, tiny little short stories. Oh, we'll have them then. Go on, you carry on. I'm just going to have a drink of this new Pepsi Max Ginger. Oh. Is it refreshing? It's lovely. Good. Um, so this is from thoughtcatalogue.com. Okay. So the <laughs> Yeah. The, the first one is... The headline is, he was wearing an adult diaper and liked to be spanked. Was his name Dave? <laughs> There's no names. Okay. When I first moved to New York, I was set up on a blind date with a Wall Street type. You know, the pinstripe wearing, briefcase toting, scotch and soda drinking charmer. The date went fairly flawlessly until he invited me back to his place after informing me he was wearing an adult diaper and he liked to be spanked. She says, I tried my hardest not to react. A few minutes later, I excused myself to the toilet and ran to the closest train station. Do you think this is the sort of thing you should reveal on a first date? Or do you think 
you should leave it for a while. Well, I went out with someone with a wonky leg. Did he hide that for a while? No, no, he didn't hide that. That was obvious. That was wonky, yeah? Yeah. But it was the gimp mask he never told me about. (laughs) Was he wearing it? Well, he wanted to if we wanted to go to bed. Oh, Okay. I said, I want that tired, to be honest. So he said, can I just put it on anyway? Watching him get into it. Yeah. He wants to, like, go, come here, I'll do it for you, for goodness sake. (laughs) You know, nothing. This is how you put it on. It's like watching a two-year-old putting a bathing cap on. (laughs) And then he said, what do you think? You know what I'm like? What is the point of asking me what I think? I told him what I thought, and then I left shortly afterwards. Oh. And I told him it wasn't even an expensive gimp mask. Oh, cheapo. It was like stretchy plastic and not the original black stinky rubber. Uh. So, not like my towel holders. No, they're good quality. They're good quality. They're lovely and smooth. They are. I put a bit of pledge on them the other day, shine up a treat. Do the towels not just slide off them now? No, I'm making big hooks for the, for the towels so they can sit there proud. The electrician had a bit of a surprise when he came to put the new shower fitting in. <laughs> Bless him. So, I went on a date with a very nice man called Chris... And we had a good chat before. We went out, we had a drink. We shared a packet of cheese and onion crisps. Oh, you hussy. I know. And then he showed me some pictures of his kids. I always wonder what you was going to say then. No, nothing like that. And then he showed me a picture of him when he was younger. Yeah. When he was Christine. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, Well, I mean... Okay. I got no problem with it. Was he a good-looking woman? He was only 12 when he showed me the photograph. (laughs) Okay, don't comment. So, you see, now... Yeah? Even though I thought he was really nice, and the the sex change bit, I wasn't that bothered. Because you've got to go away and have a good chat, haven't you? Yeah. But now I just see him as Christine, age 12, in his school uniform with plaits. So, had he just said, by the way, I used to be a woman? Yeah. I'd have said, oh, that's interesting. My daughter's a urologist, she knows all about that. Uh, And then that would have been the end, and we'd have probably had a bag of scampi fries to finish off the evening. Lovely. But no, no. He's ruined it for himself. That's a shame. I tell you, it's got to be someone special to share my scampi. (laughs) then we had someone called faster plasterer what it's calling himself the faster plasterer and then uh we had we had a nice little chat for about two or three days right and then i said i can't really see you in that photograph can you send me another photograph so i can see what you look like Uh uh-oh red flag well to be fair he was holding it between his thumb and his forefinger so i could see it properly holding what his gentleman's relish and yeah he said to me i think you'll find i've shaved today oh no and there he was he looked like spam (laughs) 
like a chipolata. Yeah, I don't know about chipolata. Savaloy. Yeah, Savaloy, yeah. It's what I like to call a very lovely spam pink. Oh, that's grim. I know, so obviously he's out of the way. I just don't know what sort of person I'm attracting. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at graftgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at graftgiraffepod. Instagram at graftgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. Right then, so somebody must have had more luck than me. We have a story from Tom. Tom's story, is it going to need music? Um, no. Okay, all right then, go on. So Tom is from the That King Thing podcast. Right. So he talks about uh, how he met a Welsh girl for drinks on a first date and they were joking and laughing and getting to know each other and everything was going very well. Then they got talking about rugby. She's Welsh, so obviously she'll be into rugby. Right. But she was a rugby league fan and Tom's more of a union fan. Now, people might not understand that, but they're almost completely different games, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were having a bit of banter about which one was best and she pretended to tackle him, you know, in a kind of league players can tackle like union players can and all the rest of it. And he decided to tackle her back but was a little drunk and he tackled her too hard and she fell over and he fell on top of her and she did not find that particularly funny um and uh, she didn't they didn't meet up again. No, uh, she went she went off in a right scrum, did she? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about uh, tackling your date on a first date? I think if you end up tackling them to the ground, it's a little bit too much, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I think for a first date, it's always advisable to keep a table between you. <laughs> okay. You know, just for the first couple of hours at least. So don't get up and walk together don't demonstrate anything never stand <laughs> up and say i'll show you what how it was done never do that because you'll just look a complete plonk something could go wrong that's good advice you know there's a, a tv advert where it says oh that and one person might think you're really annoying but the next person might love your imperfections yeah no, they won't. If the first one thinks you're a pillock, the second one will think you're a pillock. So if it doesn't work the first time, don't try it again. Never. And we don't want any chat-up lines either. What's the worst chat-up line you've ever heard? Uh, well, actually, someone shouted to me, Hello, dreamboat, and when I turned around, they said, Not you, shipwreck. Oh, <laughs> so that's probably the best and worst. And then, reader, I married him. <laughs> And Josh, our lovely Josh, yeah, said to Jodie, yeah. Oh, Auntie Jodie, you look like a blonde bomb site. <laughs> and we said, I think you mean blonde bombshell. And Josh was just quiet for a minute, and then he said, No, I know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that I find funny.
We have another story from Nikki. Right. Nikki is from the Something Cheeky podcast. Right. Now, she met her husband on OkCupid. Okay, I need to write that down. Not that I'm looking for her husband. Is she still married to him? Yeah. Okay. But she's telling us about the date she had just before the one where she met her husband. Okay. Okay. So, she met this guy. He seemed all right. She said she wasn't excited about it, but he seemed nice enough in the couple of short messages they'd exchanged. Uh, She'd become tired of long, drawn-out conversations with the online dating. So, she thought, you know, might as well just meet them and see if there's something there rather than dragging it out beforehand. So, she gets to the bar that he'd suggested and it was a bit of a dive bar and but not she says not the fun kind of dive bar okay and everybody in there looked like they were down on their luck so the guy turns up looks nothing like his profile picture he's sort of 10 years older and probably 150 pounds heavier. But, you know, that didn't bother her. People always put the old pictures up. Five minutes into the conversation, he tells her that he had just got out of jail like two weeks ago after a two-year sentence. And uh, she was so shocked, she just spent the next 30 minutes sort of sitting there while he ranted about why life was so terrible and his ex-wife. And it's her fault that he went to jail. And as you can imagine, she sort of got out of there as soon as she could and they didn't have a second date. Now, what are your thoughts on that? My immediate thoughts are, we're English. Why are you saying jail? Because she's American. Oh, I see. And I'm reading her message. Did you apologise? <laughs> Thought we'd suddenly gone intercontinental or something. No, I can speak lots of languages, including American. Uh, what are my first thoughts? Yeah. My first thoughts were you wasted 30 minutes of your life by sitting there listening. My first thought was if he got out of jail two weeks ago, how long had they been chatting before they met up and... (gasps) And yeah. was the first thing he did when he got out of prison? Yeah, he had a look and he went, oh, she'll do, she's breathing. <laughs> no disrespect, love, but you brought it on yourself there. I personally <laughs> always like a very long conversation before I even talk to anybody because I want to see, A, if they can actually string a sentence together. Well, he had a two-year sentence. Oh, yeah. So that <laughs> can't get much longer than that on a first letter, can you? No. Uh, and then I like to see as to whether they're actually who they say they are. Mm. So that's it. I'd be stalking them online, obviously. Yeah. Seeing if they're uh, Nigerian. Yeah, you don't want to get catfisted again. I don't not want to get catfisted again. That takes up far too much time. <laughs> they never come to meet you because they're in Nigeria, obviously. Obviously. Or Ghana or wherever else they are. So I think the next thing to do is have a phone call with them. Yeah. And find out what nationality they are. Learn a few words in that language and see if they understand you. And if they don't, just put the phone down. About half the people on the websites are not who they say they are. And the other half are not who they say they are. Are you who you say you are? I think I'm probably a bit too much who I say I am. And that's a problem. Yeah. I've said exactly what I'm like. Geeky, fat, I like food. Uh, I like drinking. Sometimes I'm sober. (laughs) I'm intelligent. I like intelligent people. I'm inherently lazy. I like reading and writing stuff. 
you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's not like they don't know what they're getting. No, exactly. Tell me another story then. My blind date had been racking up major points throwing in French throughout the night. We hit it off, but I declined when he asked me to come home with him at the end of the night. He said something in French in response, but wouldn't translate, and I don't speak French, so didn't understand. It wasn't until after our second date that I found out the translation of the word. Turns out he'd been calling me a whore. That was the last date then. I would hope so. Are you wooed by a a man that can speak another language? Oh, can't you? What's your favourite language? To be wooed in? Yes. You're thinking I'm going to say Spanish, but I think possibly Italian. No, Spanish is too lispy. Italian or French? French for singing? Yeah. If they're going to be singing to me, yes, they'd better be doing French like Charles Aznavour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I definitely couldn't see myself being wooed in German. It's a, it's a little harsh. Uh, it's probably lovely if you're German. Yes. Or even Luxembourgian or Austrian. Yes. Not if you're part Spanish, part Welsh, part time. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be impressed by anybody that spoke another language fluently. Yes. But mostly I'm impressed by people who can make me laugh and that can have a really good stab at using the English language correctly. Yes. I mean, it is. I suppose it is more impressive sometimes to hear somebody use their own language properly i'm gonna read a letter well an email okay and it's a bit long but this is the sort of thing that i'm getting all right yeah hello i came across your profile and i was quite enamored by such an articulated heavenly blessed beauty i would be kicking myself if i didn't ask so I was wondering if you would accept an engagement of witty banter between two intellectuals. Sounds good so far, doesn't it? It sounds good. Of course, this engagement may start off as purely platonic, but my sensual desires will most likely guide our cohesive unity down more erotic, lascivious and sexual paths that will include, but are not limited to, passionate make-out sessions under a starlit sky, dry-humping, fondling each other's naughty parts... And an abundance of new, uncharted sexual positions where I assert my pure dominance in establishing a realm of absolute sovereignty in your nether regions. Could you let me know if this is something you would be interested in pursuing? Well, all I can say is he knows how to use a thesaurus. Yeah. But the other thing is, that's possibly the longest sentence ever known to man. (laughs) Hey there. The wonky cat. I 
tell you who we should get in here now? Who's that? I think we should get Kipper in. Yeah, because do you know what? If anyone's got any words of advice on love, it's going to be Kips. I think it is. Let me go and get him. Kipper! <coughs> oh, he's in a mood. Hello, Kipper! <coughs> What's the matter with you, Kips? <coughs> Mm. He was watching a film. Is it Bollywood? No, he was watching some Arnold Schwarzenegger action thing. Yeah, don't worry, Kipper, he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> just just spend five minutes with us, Kips. <coughs> Kipper, I wanted to know, have you ever had a girlfriend? Ooh. <coughs> have you? Ooh. Well, he is 12 years old, so I'd be surprised if he didn't. But he doesn't have the uh, bits downstairs, if you know what I mean. Well, I think it was one of those first dates, was it, Kipper, when you have to decide when you're going to tell her? I think if you're a female cat, in fact, if you're any cat, you've always got that knowledge that the the other person, the other cat, should I say, is more than likely going to be spayed or neutered in this day and age. Yeah, the modern cat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the responsible thing to do. Catstration. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think it would be preferable to have a, a neutered date. Then you don't have to worry about anything. All right, then. Does mean you can't have your end away. Uh, yeah, that's all right, then. You know the thing about cat penises? I don't know anything about cat penises. Kipper, tell us about cat penises. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he does all the Cat penises have barbs on them. Do they? Like fishing hooks. Yes. So, now this is suitable for children because they can learn a thing or two about natural history. I'm sure David Attenborough has done a programme on it at some point. When the cats go in, uh, they have these barbs so they can't pull out. Is this when they go through the cat flap? Yeah, so when they go through the cat flap, they can't back up Yeah. because the barbs stop them from backing up until they've done what they need to do. That's why female cats call out so much when they're having relations. I always thought they were just shouting to each other having a bit of a natter. <laughs> What's he doing now? You alright, Brenda? Oh, is it going to be another 15 minutes yet, Con? 15 minutes? You wish. Uh, go and get some whiskers on and some of that catkins milk will be with you. <laughs> I did see a video of some cats mating the other day. Right. And the female cat did look like she was just trying to get on with her day, but couldn't. Was she like a, a keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was just walking down the high street trying to get some shopping done. With the other cat attached to her. With the other cat attached biting her neck and with his barbs out. Anyway, sorry, Kipper, that's that's really rude of us to talk about your nether regions in that way. Has Kipper still got barbs, then? I don't think anyone's debarbed his penis. I think that's a rather strange operation to have to ask the vet to do. Take his claws out. <laughs> his sharp teeth and get the barbs off that willy. <laughs> I want it silky smooth. <laughs> Ooh, I want him like a shaved cactus. So, anyway, Kipper. So, Kipper, stay with us, stay with us. Come back, come back. Um, Kipper, we have a question for you. We haven't had a question for Kipper for a while, have we? No, come on then. What's the question? Well, do you know who we've got on the line? No. It's only Carla and Holly. Oh, Carla and Holly are here, Belle. Belle, the lovely dog. Hang on, she's coming. She's here. Right, we're ready. Mm-hmm. 
Hello, Mum and Stacey, Kipper and Bell. We are Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and this is Holly. Hello. Or as you like to call us, Carlo and Hollow. It's Harlow and Collie. Harlow and Collie. Hi, Harlow. Hi, Collie. Hello. So we have, or Holly, in fact, has a question for Kipper. So I don't know what it is yet, so I'm, I'm quite excited to find out as well. So do you want to say what you want to know? Yeah. So I want to know, if you actually cut a cat's whiskers off, is it true that they then get stuck? Okay, I I don't like this question, and I do apologise. If I'd have known, I wouldn't have let her ask that question. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. That's grim. We've talked about Kipper's spiky penis, and now we're talking about cutting off his whiskers. No, because it's I wouldn't. I won't go. I wouldn't do it. I just am like intrigued to know. Definitely don't do it. That's, like, would a cat know, or would a cat actually just get? completely stuck in like a box or something because then they've got in but they actually can't really get out i have to say that in my lifetime i have several times cut cat's whiskers off why just because to test this out i didn't know it was a thing i just cut their whiskers off why did you cut their whiskers off because i had a pair of scissors (laughs) and did they ever get stuck anywhere not as far as I know. One didn't come back, but... Because the width of their whiskers is supposed to be the width of their body. I know. Do you remember Tom, the big black Tom cat we had? Oh, long, long time ago. Yeah, he had the most enormous whiskers. Because he had an enormous body? Yeah, he had a lot of fluff and he had great big white whiskers. Right. If you cut them whiskers off, he couldn't move for a fortnight. <laughs> but no, when I was little, I cut the whiskers off, not like last week. Oh, I, I did honestly think you meant when you were an adult. No, when I was small. Do they get stuck? I'm just going to have a look at that, actually. Let's find out. I'm thinking of putting some fairy lights, little fairy lights on Belle's nipples for Christmas. Oh, okay. Should we... Go back to the whiskers. Yeah, go on then. Okay. <laughs> so, cutting their whiskers will make the cat become disorientated and frightened because the whiskers do help them to gauge and make sense of their environment. Oh, sorry, Pooh Bear and Whiskey and Mouse who never came back. So, they use their whiskers in the same way that we use touch receptors in our fingertips to feel around in the dark. You don't think about that, do you? No. So, the whiskers will grow back, but it's best if you don't cut them off in the first place. What if you just cut the very tips off? I, I think it's the tips that are doing the work. Oh. You should not trim a cat's whiskers. What about dogs' whiskers? Oh, dogs, dogs don't care. Dogs don't care, do they? No, just cut off one side of Belle's whiskers and see if she walks around in circles. I tried doing that. She had her head on one side for three days. Thank you, Carlo and Holly. Thank you, Carlo and Holly. Carlo and Collie. You can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films. On Facebook, Theme Park Films Podcast, or on Instagram, Theme Park Films Podcast. So please come and say hello. Our podcast is basically if a film has a theme park ride or attraction, we review it. Thanks, Mum. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Kipper. And thanks, Belle. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. And we have some hashtag Team Belle shout out. Oh, hang on. Come on, Belle. Come on. This is for you. 
Okay, go on then. So the hashtag Team Bell shoutout is for Murphy. And Murphy belongs to the guys from Full Starts Podcast. And what sort of dog is Murphy? A lovely golden retriever. Bell, do you want a golden retriever? Yeah, you're wagging your tail. Maybe I should put a drum there so that you know when Bell's happy. <laughs> so then you could hear her tail wagging. I'll put a bell or, mar- or a maraca on her tail. Oh, I'm going to put maracas on your tail. Then you might think that she's a rattlesnake. She does shake her tail a lot. And we also have a hashtag Team Kipper shout out. Oh, and who's that? This is from our mate Gillian. You know Gillian? Yes. Gillian turns out to be our South African listener. Oh, is that right? Did she actually let you know? No, but I just noticed that she was from South Africa. So, Gillian has sent us a picture of Ishtar. Ishtar. It's a great name. Yes. She sent us a picture of Ishtar, who's a lovely cat, who is sitting in a box. Right. And Ishtar, at the moment, is at Gillian's mum's, because Gillian can't have cats in her flat. Right. But, lovely looking black cat, who's just sitting in a cardboard box. Cats love boxes. Yes, they do. You don't need to give them anything else in life, except for cream and... Boxes. Do you know we once bought a fancy cardboard box for the cats that was shaped like an airplane, right. so they could jump in and they poke their heads out the top and it looked like they were flying this plane. Was it good? It was great, but they hated it. Oh right. And uh, they actually preferred to play in the cardboard box that that plain cardboard box came in. I think Ishtar is a, an African name, isn't it? Don't know. It's lovely though. She's um fertility, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking it up. Ishtar, Mesopotamian goddess of love, beauty, sex, desire, fertility, war, combat and political power. Oh, blimey, everything, yeah. So, yeah. We're not messing with Ishtar the cat then. We're not indeed. And if anybody else has any shout outs for hashtag Team Bell or hashtag Team Kipper, please send us a picture to Twitter at Rough Draft Pod. I was going to say thank you, Kipper, but he's gone back to watch his Arnie film. Rough, 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 rough. I've been on a date with someone I'm just going to call Mr. P. Okay. Because I uh, I might think about going out with him again if he asks me. If he accepts my okay. payment. <laughs> and Mr. P seems very normal, so I'm not trusting him. Oh, no. I don't want a normal one. He's got a nice bike oh what sort of bike like a motorbike oh it's got a large engine all right and he's got a leather jacket oh he's a hell's angel he's not a hell's angel he's very close to heaven by the look of it does he got long hair and a mustache he's got a beard but short hair okay so uh he's a bit of a silver fox okay how silver oh he's silver how old is he older than me but i'm thinking you know you might get that bike I didn't want to say it. I was looking more at the jacket might fit me. (laughs) And I've already tried the helmet on. It's a good fit. (laughs) 
Excuse me. <laughs> not, not like that. <laughs> Just his crash helmet. So that's it so far. Do you think you'll continue to do the online dating? Well, I did try to cancel my subscription. Yeah. I said your dating site is full of bloody weirdos. I don't want to continue. <laughs> and? Well, they offered me um a month's free and then the next month for 10 quid. Oh, they've got you. So I've, got, I've had that, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So now I've got to do dating for another two months. But uh, every time I do it, I can see why I'm on my own. Do you think you're the problem or they're the problem? Well, I don't know. I'm probably a problem, but I'm not as much of a problem as they are. No. So that is my dating so far. I will keep you updated, as it were. Yeah, well, you've got another two months' worth. I have, so anything could happen. And if anybody out there has got any hints and tips of how I can find true love... Yeah, they need to let us know. I mean, has anybody out there actually met their other half on the old internet dating? Can I just say, for any, any ladies out there who might be thinking of doing this... Don't go on Grinder. It's not the sort of place you need to be looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> There's a lot of men on there, though. There's a lot of men. I'll say that. There's a lot of skin. I'm saying that. Oh. Uh, and that's all I'm saying. There's nothing for grannies on that site. No, avoid Grinder. Have you been on Tinder? I've had a look at Tinder. I think I might be slightly too old for that. I don't understand what they're saying to each other. They're talking in a shorthand text speak I've never been on it it's, they're like going uh, la la uh, 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 that sort of you thing you don't like that I hate that I put that in my profile what that you hate text speak can you please talk to me in a normal at least half decent English language without the use of lols and emojis and then somebody I swear to god contacted me and said hey hi I'm not quite sure what an emoji is, lol, and sent me an emoji. Out the door. Although, maybe he's got a sense of humour. Yeah, I thought that, but then I looked at his uh, profile and then he's got lots of emojis on it. So, uh, I need just a normal person. They don't exist. Well, they must exist somewhere. I don't want anyone who's coloured like spam. Or he wants to bury me. <laughs> or make you into buttons. Or make me into buttons. No. How difficult can this be? The trouble is, everybody on that website is on their free one month because they've all been trying to leave. <laughs> I never thought of that. Oh, no, no, no. You're wrong. Somebody had been on there for three years. And I thought, three years? Oh, I don't trust them. Well... Could only come to one conclusion. No, I can come to several. There are two conclusions. There are two. He's either just a serial dater or there's something seriously wrong with him. Yes. So that's it for now. Oh, well, it could be worse. Did you see this story in the news about the the couple that were on their first date? No. Uh, They were on a Tinder date. The headline is Firefighters rescue woman stuck in window after trying to retrieve a poo on a first date. Tell tell me more about this. 
there's a chap, he was telling the story about how he was on a date with this girl. They'd met on Tinder, okay? And he says, they'd been to Nando's, had a lovely time, went back to his place. He said, we had a lovely evening, enjoyed each other's company very much. About an hour into watching Louis Theroux, my date got up to use the toilet. She returned with a panicked look in her face and told me she had something to tell me. She says, I went for a poo and it would not flush. I don't know why I did this, but I panicked. I reached into the toilet bowl wrapped it in tissue paper and threw it out the window. (laughs) I was understandably concerned and told her we would go outside, bag up the offending poo in the garden, bin it and pretend the whole sorry affair had never happened. Unfortunately, owing to a design quirk of my house, the toilet window does not in fact open to the garden, but instead into a narrow gap of about a foot and a half separated from the outside world by another non-opening double glazed window. Basically what this girl had done, tried to throw a poo out the window and actually it just fell into this gap between two panes of glass. Oh right, okay. So now what's happened is she's got a poo stuck down between this in, in this window. So she's a, an amateur gymnast. She decided she would try and reach down into the gap to get the poo out. And so she climbed in, she got stuck, and they had to call the fire brigade to come and get her and the poo out. <sighs> and there's a fabulous picture of her upside down stuck between these two windows with a poo. <laughs> Is it the actual picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Ah, uh, no. Are they seeing each other still? He said he said he would see her again. Right. He said, she's a lovely girl. I'm not sure what's going to happen, uh, but I'd certainly be open to seeing her again. So really, you don't know. I mean, it got off to a bit of a shit. Yeah, you don't know, do you? You never know. I mean, it's not the sort of story they necessarily want to have to tell their kids about how they met. Oh, I would love to be able to tell somebody that. (laughs) Oh my God, that I was an amateur gymnast and I could fit between two panes in glass. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't care about the poo. I'd just tell them about the rest of it. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, it could be worse. All I say is that if your poo doesn't flush down, just leave it or take it with you. Well, if it's that desperate, pick it up and drop it in the cistern. (laughs) (laughs) That's so gross. (laughs) I know, but I've done it before. Have you? Yeah. I did. When I was at a hotel once. A hotel, you can just leave it, can't you? Well, I thought, no, I won't. But then afterwards, where I was going, I thought that might be worse. But, you know, <laughs> they'll go for a wee and the poo will come into the bowl. God, it's making me gag. <laughs> oh, it's no wonder I'm single. <laughs> it's time for... Uh, rough giraffe. Do you want to hear a story unrelated to dating? I've got a little story unrelated to dating as well, so we'll do one each. Okay. What's yours? The headline is, Over-enthusiastic sheepdog puppy herds entire flock into a farmer's kitchen. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is a seven-month-old border collie puppy called Rocky. And he got a bit excited as he was guiding the flock of sheep from their pen and, and noticed that the gate to the field was open. So he decided to lead nine sheep through the gate, down to the farmhouse and straight through the back door into the kitchen. The unsuspecting owner, who's called Rosalind, was in the kitchen and she heard a noise behind her. And when she turned around, she suddenly saw the kitchen had nine sheep in it and a very happy looking puppy. There's a great video where it's just the kitchen is full of sheep and there's obviously mess everywhere. Very cute puppy. I'll post some pictures online. Okay. Everybody thought it was very funny. They'll never forget to close that gate again. No, and they won't be leaving the back door open either. I've always said, keep your back door closed. Yeah, you don't want you don't want your back passage filled with sheep. So mine is Well, nothing to do with dating, but I just thought this was funny. So, US police were forced to bring their interrogation with a suspect on drugs and gun charges to a swift end after he continually replied to all their questions with farts. (laughs) Sean Sykes Jr. was being questioned over intent to sell cocaine when the bizarre incident occurred. In his report, which emerged on Monday, the detective interviewing the 24-year-old wrote, Mr. Sykes leaned to one side of his chair and released a large fart before answering with the address. Despite repeating warnings, Mr Sykes continued to be flatulent and I ended the interview. (laughs) Would they arrest him for wasting police time who that bloke he wasn't he was charged for having cocaine and marijuana i uh, didn't say that he was charged for that okay you'd think that farting in response would um would get you a, a charged wouldn't it i'm gonna finish on something very quickly and then we can get out of here all right then you know sometimes dating is successful and you do find the one that you love and you end up marrying them and i've got a lovely story just a very quick story um, here of a relationship that went well Um, Balinese teenager 18 year old was caught in the act of intercourse with a cow after claiming that it had flirted with him right he was then forced to marry the cow right and uh, they lived happily ever after oh so that's nice isn't it that's 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 lovely yeah how does a cow flirt I don't know perhaps it made moves on it (laughs) (laughs) It's utterly ridiculous. Oh, is it a true story, though? It is a true story. It happened in 2010. Okay, well, you see, sometimes this love stuff doesn't go particularly well. There was an escort who shot a client twice in the head and then stole his wallet and went on a £12,000 shopping spree because he was performing a sex act wrong. Surely it's her job to teach him how to do that sex act properly? Oh, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Well, it said that they discovered the man alive but unable to speak. Yes. They communicated with him using hand signals and which she was able to indicate the attacker was an escort. I don't know what hand signal she'd use. <laughs> to, to His apartment CCTV revealed that the victim 
had used this girl's services five times that month. Oh, well, then he should have been good at it. There's no excuse. Uh, she said it was because he was performing a sex act wrong. It had nothing to do with first-degree assault, first-degree robbery and first-degree identity theft. <laughs> I mean, we could talk stories all, all night. I've got a story about a German man that married an asthmatic cat, but we'll save it for another time. OK, it's been a wheeze. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. Right then, shall we go then? Yeah, let's go. I'll give you another call soon. All right then, you do that. Bye. All right then, bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.